Jeremy Taylor, what a weekend you're having. Cup, Saturday and cup Sunday. Oh. Catherine Ryan, eh? Tell Big, me about it. Well, Sunday this... Uh, There's a, a thing on a it. A game, game of the sports ball. Mm-hmm. I, I love the morning starts. Mm-hmm. A bit of, bit of, bit of, bit of a fry-up and mm-hmm. bit of, bit of, <laughs> bit of breakfast footy. Love it. Love it to bits. And then you've got the whole rest of the day to sort of dissect it and maybe have a rewatch around lunchtime. But um, today is also... You, you seem surprised and maybe perhaps slightly disappointed in me that um, we're not playing Taylor Swift today because no. today marks the anniversary of the release of the album 1989, which was my favourite Taylor okay. Swift. There has been a scandal because people scandal, who know no about these things have been in touch and said, how could you play the original... 1989, because of course there's the whole saga with Taylor Swift and what happened with the ownership of her own that music. That she's re-recorded all she's the re-recorded albums. She's re-recorded it. So, it's quite Soz, an extraordinary. We got it wrong. It's quite an extraordinary <laughs> thing to do, though, is to yeah. completely re-record your back catalogue. So these are the Taylor's versions of things, yeah. and it also means basically you get to sell your back catalogue back to your fan base. But uh, this is uh, part. Over. This is part of what surrounds her I think I, someone asked me whether I was a fan earlier and I said vicariously mm. I, I, I love her as a performer and as a, as a human being in charge of her life and um, and the stories around her uh, I'm not so much in the music zone are you cracking your neck in front of me that's really rude sorry okay <laughs> I'm just getting getting you're, warmed you're up for what I'll could be a very in-depth <laughs> conversation here <laughs> this, yeah. we're going to go deep <laughs> we're going to go deep so I, I love that side of her and, and her chutzpah and I think she's a really good role model for a lot of young women when there's a, a lack of that in some ways um, so yeah I so just tell me a little bit more about this whole battle with the with, with the record companies and the my understanding of your own music. is that she had a fall, falling out with um, her previous record label and and that label's management. So her solution to this is rather than continuing to um, sell copies of albums that she felt she wasn't getting the best deal on, she's just gone, did it once, can do it all over again. So she's completely re-recorded her back catalogue of albums from 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 the start. And you know, I mean. Be a hugely time-consuming and expensive exercise, but once you've done it, mm. and they become the versions that people want, and um, you know, I mean, re-recording 1989 is just seems huge because something well, those also, songs are so familiar. These teenagers said teenagers weren't here in 1989, or even I don't even think they're here in 99. Or she's <laughs> also somebody who's, <laughs> who's here in 2009, <laughs> whose audience have kind of grown up with yeah, her, and yeah. I think that's that's really important. And I mean, when you got somebody like. Steve Albini from Big Black and Nirvana's producer tweeting in support. Somebody criticised her online, said, I think she's one of the smartest and most capable people in music. The next thing, so, before we don't play her, the next thing is um, the second leg of the double of your weekend is you're off to the movie. It's three hours, is it? The movie? Apparently so, but I'm going to the IMAX and I've apparently got a very comfortable I seat. Um, I, I did go to Oppenheimer and I did nod off for a while in the first hour. So, uh, you know, I just accept that at my age and stage from time to time I am going to nod off in a comfortable seat at the movie theatre, but might be harder to do at punishing volume in the in the IMAX. So the Taylor Swift Eras Tour, going with some friends who the rest of their family are going to the show in Sydney yeah, yeah. In, in the New Year's, and, and they're not going to go to the movie because no spoilers. Of course. Which which I thoroughly respect, obviously. Right. What music are we going to play today? Well, let's crack on with some music. Uh, these are things that have been released, re-released in the first first instance over the last couple of weeks. The first thing we're going to play is uh, a guy called Tricky, uh, kind of came to prominence, was a guest vocalist rapper on the first two Massive Attack records on Blue Lines and Protection, bit of a standout on... 
on those records for me. And then he made a solo record in 1995 called Max and Key, which uh, is the album that's been reissued here. I I just sort of feel like he just pushed the envelope really hard. It was the genre that became known as trip-hop. It sort of seems like a slightly lazy description of what it is, but he brought a whole bunch of things together. He channeled, like, rock music. He did a very sort of rock music cover of... Um, Public Enemies, Black Steel and the Hour of Chaos we're not going to play that but we are going to play a couple of tracks from this and the other thing about it is he had this incredible female vocalist called Martina Topley Bird and you're going to hear her singing on these things so the album has been titled Max and Key Reincarnated, there's a whole bunch of extra tracks it's a triple album set and it's been remastered at Abbey Road so from the new Max and Key Reincarnated tricky album this is Overcome Fuck with 
tricky Max and Key reincarnated. That's the opening track. It's called Overcome. That gorgeous, sort of smoky atmosphere, and her vocals are just kind of glorious. You could zone out to that for about 20 minutes and not even notice that you had. I saw a live show in London about 98, 99. It's absolutely terrifying, like quite sort of gangster kind of atmosphere. But um, but it, it, the music sort of got darker from here. Um, but I just think this record holds up so well. It's hugely influential. Lots of things. It didn't really sound like anything much else at the time, but lots of things have sounded like this since, since so I reckon massively influential. Let's listen to one more track. Um, this was has an Isaac Hayes sample in it that was also used on Portis Head's dummy. So this is tricky. This is called Hell is Round the Corner. I stare firm for a soil. Liquor, alcohol, falls, the leeches, piece of juice. Trust me, just me, stitzy. Hell is round the corner where I shelter. Is it this schism? The moving out of scarlet. If you believe or deceit, common sense says For my family, we're hungry, beware of our appetite. Distant drums bringing news of a kill tonight. The kill which I share with my passengers. We take our fill, take our fill, take our fill. I stand firm for a soil. Liquor, I come forth. Of his debut album, Max and Key, 
reincarnated. Now, new Rolling Stones music. Didn't think that would necessarily yeah. happen. Well, what about the Beatles song that everyone's waiting for? You know, well, yeah, new, that's that's really new single. Expected, I, I just I just kind of saw that 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 was coming out today. There's about twenty different coloured vinyl variants yeah, of it. Yeah, but yeah. But anyway, so the Stones. Some other um, Rolling Stones. Well, this is a new Rolling Stones album called Hackney Diamonds. Somebody cruelly suggested that it would be better christened Chelsea Pensioners. Um, <laughs> oh, come and, on. And Alex Petridis at The Guardian reviewed it and he said the title sounds a bit like a strip club in Clapham. <laughs> and, the, and the cover, it's got a terrible cover. For a band who have had some great covers, like you know, Sticky Fingers or Exile on Main Street or something, has got to go and have a look at it. It's a genuinely terrible cover. But well, do you know what? Just ease up on these people, will you? You know what? It's a better record than anybody could have reasonably expected The Stones to make in 2023. It's got... The late drummer Charlie Watts on it. It's got some pretty heavyweight guests. It's got Paul McCartney, Elton John, Lady Gaga, and Stevie Wonder. Why wouldn't you if you could summon up that 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 kind of caliber of talent? Uh, I mean, it's pretty by rote, and it's got a very um, stadium-friendly kind of vibe. I reckon they're going to be hitting the hitting the stadium circuit again anytime now. But this is the first single from the brand new Rolling Stones album. The album's called Hackney Diamonds. It's called Angry.
mistaking who it is, isn't no, it? And I think that's, that's does what it says on the tin. I mean, sounds like the Rolling Stones. Um, one cruel suggestion that the producer, Andrew Watt, um, was apparently Paul McCartney's idea, and he, he worked on the last Paul McCartney album, Egypt Station, um, which wasn't a, a highlight for Sir, Sir Paul, but there's some cruel suggestions that it may have been an act of sabotage, that the old Beatles-Stones rivalry has carried through all these years. Well, but, I mean, I, it's it's pretty good, and we're going to play one more... the Beach Boys to pop up now, and we'd have the trifecta. Well, it's coming any any day now. Another um, track We're going to play Stones. one more track from this, mm-hmm. and this, to me, is the unexpected delight on this. is the last track off the album, and they take it right back to the start, and this is a bare bonesy, unaffected by any production kind of thing. This sounds like a fairly sort of live in the studio kind of take. This is from the new Rolling Stones album, Hackney Diamonds. This is them covering Muddy Waters, the Muddy Waters song that gave them their name. This is Rolling Stone Blues. Stones. It's the closing track to their new album. The album is called Hackney Diamonds. It's, I mean, you can't level any uh, accusations of overproduction there. That's probably as raw as anything they've ever recorded and released. So uh, it's it's 
a new Rolling Stones album. It's pretty good. It's called Hackney Diamonds, and that's out now. We're going to play one more track, and then I'm going to leave you to discuss rugby. We haven't talked rugby, Catherine. I know you want to talk rugby. Uh, I'm just going to leave it to the professionals. <sighs> We're going to play one more track today. This is from the debut solo album uh, by a Wellington artist called Ebony Lamb. She was the front person vocalist of a group called Ebb and Sparrow. This is her first solo record. It's released through Nadia Reed's Slow Time label. It is Produced by Beck Runger and Cody Nielsen, uh, who also play bass and drums on the record. It's I'm calling this one a bit of a low-key triumph. It's one of those records that you hear and you go, oh, yeah, it's quite nice. And the more I've listened to it, the more it's grown on me. So from the new self-titled Ebony Lamb solo debut album, this is called My Daughter, My Sister, My Son. Slowboat Records, Jeremy Taylor, thank you. Have a very good big weekend. I intend to, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you. daughter, my sister, my son. That is Ebony Lamb from the album ST.